Ladies and gentlemen, shall we pray together? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your goodness to us. And Holy Father God, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, as we are waiting on our technician to resolve a little issue, a little uh, mistake that he made, Lord, we pray that you would help him to do that and to resolve uh, this issue. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and uh, your Holy Word. Is what you have four seven nine seven? One seven eight seven? One seven eight what? Nine. You got it. Holy <coughs> Father God as we continue in prayer. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for salvation, spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings, Lord, that you have indeed bestowed upon us. Down through the years, And Holy Father God, I cannot number the times that the devil has attacked this important service and uh, our Sunday morning services, Saturday services, uh, by the devil uh, using my wife, Marika White, as he just did, uh, where she intentionally gave me the wrong number for the code and so Holy Father God I still pray for her salvation 
that you would open up her blinded eyes, unstop her deaf ears, help her to lay aside her uh, demonic pride, and admit to herself, admit to you and to others that she has never been a saved person that she would humble herself and believe in you in a real sense with a commitment to repent of her sins and to re, uh, repent of her sins and to live the changed life by your grace, by your might and by your power. And Holy Father God, I pray for the true salvation for every soul in uh, our family on both sides. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for allowing me to be saved and dead at the same time. Uh, where I am impervious to persecution, impervious to betrayal, expect it, look for it, and roll with it, as I've done for many years, even from people in my own family. And I praise you and I thank you for allowing me to be so saved by your grace and so dead at the same time by your grace that uh, I am not at all bothered by it. In fact, I'm to the point in you and by your grace where I welcome it. <coughs> and I do not believe I'm doing my job if I don't get some of it. I do not want all of it, but I, I, I'm willing to take some of it. And so, Holy Father God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your word that my youngest daughter and I have quoted many times throughout our life together, that is Danielle. You said in your word that in this world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And Lord, as you no, I, th I think because of the great service we had this morning. I, I think this has a lot to do with it. I've been looking forward to this service tonight. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what you're going to do. And so the devil is mad and I am so glad. And uh, I thank you for your joy. I thank you for your peace. And uh, Holy Father God, I do pray that you would also cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of Marika White's life permanently and forever. I still have hope that she will get saved before it is eternally too late. Even though she never loved her children, uh, never hugged her children, never showed any love for them, 
never showed respect and honor for her husband, except for one time in front of her uh, uh, out-of-control mother-in-law and aunt, which was very interesting how she stood for you and stood for me. And uh, that one time, I thank you for that. And, uh, but other than that, not so. And hopefully she will make a permanent change for your kingdom and for your glory. And help her to continue to be a proverb until she repents and gets saved and changes. Uh, and an example for thousands and millions of other women. For no woman uh, wants her husband to have the liberty to tell the truth about her, what she does behind the scenes, and then play the hypocrite in front of other people. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell uh, out of her and out of everybody in our family on both sides who have that issue and uh, Lord give us all sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil and the evil demons of hell help us always to remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers uh, uh, the devil and the demons of hell, uh, they are the real ones behind these attacks. And the foolishness and the rebelliousness, the pride, the stubbornness, and the witchcraft. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from all of my children those who have allowed themselves to be demon-possessed by hanging around evil people, evil communications, corrupt good manners. Uh, Lord, I pray for them that you would, uh, Lord, help them to examine themselves and make sure that they are solidly saved and that they are prayed up. And uh, Lord, they have the whole arm of God on them. And Lord, I pray that the demons of hell that they have allowed to infest their lives, Lord, would be cast out. Lord, even tonight, I pray for my oldest daughter, Danny, with my wife, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle. They, the devil, as you know, Lord, has been trying to destroy these children for years because of how you led me to raise them. Uh, the demonic, because of the way I preach, the demonic homosexual community uh, has been attacking them and trying to get them to turn against me uh, for years. And so, Lord, I pray for Danielle, Tequila, and Duran, and Quasia as well, that you would protect them from this satanic, satanic onslaught. Lord, help me to preach, help me to pray. Lord, with this strange 
uh, toothache situation going on. I pray that you would dull the pain, kill the pain. So, Lord, because, uh, Lord, you know I'm not good with pain at all. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind tonight on this Wednesday night service, the devil and the demons of hell uh, and uh, all uh, of his hosts against us. At the same time, Lord, I thank you so much for the warmth and joy and peace I feel from you that I'm smack dab in the middle of your will and that I have no will about anything but your will to be done. I cannot thank you enough for the ma magnificent service this morning. I pray, Lord, that tomorrow morning, right now, in front of all of our friends, uh, family members, friends, and foes, that you'll help us to start tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Time. Lord, touch the hearts of as many as who want to come during that day. It's kind of hard for some people because they're working to tune in and to join us, I think. Yes, it is the longest service, but I think it's probably just as powerful, pardon me, as powerful as any of these other services. And so, Holy Father God, I pray. Thank you for my son, Daniel Ezekiel, our technician for many years now, fixing that problem. And uh, Lord, I do pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed, Lord, for those of us who are saved, Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin tonight. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I pray not only for the salvation of my wife Marika White but uh, religious but lost uh, but Lord, I pray for the salvation of all of our family members and all other people who have religious but lost people in their family, but they've been afraid to tell them that. <coughs> Open blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears. Uh, Lord, uh, in the lives of church-going people and irreligious people around the world. Help us who are saved, even tonight, to humble ourselves, to pray, and to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. And Lord, I marvel how you can all of a sudden do some things and change the whole game. 
And uh, Lord, help us to get back to you, our first love. <clears throat> and then, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, uh, Lord, for the salvation of those who have gotten saved through this ministry. And we pray for all of them that they will grow in the faith. We also pray for all of those who have rededicated their life to you through the preaching of your word. And tonight we pray for the salvation of those who are lost, who are listening. Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving around the globe. Lord, uh, for people would have to be blind for real to not understand that you are the only hope for the world. In light of the ugly things that are happening and the falling away of an already dead church, a compromised church, we thank you for the faithful few. We thank you, Lord, for the 7,000. We thank you for the remnant church. Lord, continue to give them your grace and strength to stand and to not bow the knee to Baal and to not get discouraged, but to keep their hearts and minds stayed on you and you'll give them perfect peace and you will give them the strength like a mounting eagle to rise up and to, and to continue to do your will. Uh, Holy Father God, Forgive us of our wicked sins in the church of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. And Lord, I do pray that for those of us who are truly saved, belonging to the faithful few crowd, the remnant, and uh, the 7,000 who have not bowed the knee, which would be few, uh, compared to the 8 billion people on earth, they say. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that uh, you will lift all of our burdens, cares and worries and anxieties, troubles, problems and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls and spirits. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable your holy serenity tranquility of mind and heart and uh, Lord I do pray that you would protect us from all of our persecutors be they family friends or foes inside the church or outside of the church and uh, Lord also deliver us who are truly saved from all of our distresses and afflictions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver us also who are truly saved from all of our Uh, spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. And Lord, deliver us all from, in your, in your mercy,
from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis. all around the globe. Lord, we pray that you would comfort the dear families in Uvalde as only you can. No man can comfort them. And Lord, we pray for the police officers. Many people do not understand the psychology behind why they didn't do what they would normally do. But they've been so beat down, so abused, so talked about, called everything they have made up their minds psychologically and maybe not intentionally that sad to say somebody else's child may not go home to their parents but I am I'm going home to my children and I believe that this has happened across the board in the police departments across this nation as well as even with teachers for many people not the folks in Uvalde but many people have abused police officers and teachers uh, to the point they don't care about their children anymore they care about a paycheck and they care about getting home to be with their children. It is sad, it's painful, but it's true. And so uh, that's why we have teachers today assassinating and shooting children in the head with their false uh, demonic teaching regarding homosexuality and transgenderism uh, they're just as they're just as murderous as a man with a gun and with pornography as well as with different uh, strange doctrines and teachings that have nothing to do with uh, arithmetic and the ABCs uh, we have a, a because of our own sins and because of your chastisement and rebuke of your church and therefore judgment of the nation we have a generation now or we have a new group of people who don't care for other people's children they just care for themselves and their paycheck and uh, and it's our fault the church's fault, uh, the reason why we're in this mess. And so, Holy Father God, help people to understand that, that the game has changed, and so mothers and fathers need to stop looking to the traditional school, the traditional police force, the traditional church. Even churches don't care about people's children anymore or their families. And so the institutions that used to be dependable, consistent, and faithful, and that we had trust in, we cannot trust in them anymore, and we can only trust in you. So Lord, I pray that wholesale millions of families would take their children out of the public school system, 
take these take their children out of these dead churches and keep them home and hopefully between them the parents and the police officers they can keep them safe uh, and Lord I pray that this will be a permanent change if and I believe it will if the parents love their children and protect them from the coronavirus plague God help us <clears throat> and so Holy Father God I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ bless and protect my family bless and protect all families that name the name of Christ and all other people from ourselves our flesh and the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil the evil people in the family evil people in the church evil people in the world Lord it is so sad that regarding this Uvalde tragedy that should never be forgotten cannot be forgotten now that we have the video in our minds it's a shame Lord that in all of the news reports regarding this sad sad situation which should have never happened on earth I thank you Lord that you have received those children into your arms that's the only good news that they went to see you. beautiful angelic looking children as one man said he, he knew one of the children because he knew the family and he said something that uh, I liked Lord he said parents always groomed the children so beautifully and so well and all of them look all of their pictures just look angelic so thank you Lord that they're up there with the angels with you uh, there's pain and tears down here over this I don't even know these people and Lord I've shed some tears but what's sad Lord and you know it's sad you know it better than me. In all of the news reports, at least I've at least seen a hundred, uh, maybe not quite that many, but close to it. For this, this is a story that's staying with us, like few stories. It won't go away. The story itself refuses to go away. Normally, it would be out of the news cycle. But Lord, what is so tragic above that tragedy, not one time have I seen a pastor interviewed. Not one time has the church stood up, as far as the news is concerned. Not one time. I'm sure there's some people trying to comfort folks, but there's, there's no prominence of the church whatsoever. For the church has failed you, has failed the community, has failed the state, has failed the government, has failed the world. We have failed you. We have failed you, Lord. Now, I know you don't want to say it but because you love us so much, but we have. And you, you caused me to think about that in this prayer because surely... 
somebody was not praying, somebody was not watching in the church, and somebody was not being sober-minded, somebody was not uh, being vigilant. Because through prayer, through watchfulness, sober-mindedness, this could have been avoided. So Holy Father God, the church that is left, help us to do our job. And Lord, help us to pray for the police officers that they would do their job. For I know some of the bravest, toughest men in this country are in Texas. Real men live in Texas and all of those men are that way. But something happened in their mindset. And so, Holy Father God, let your will be done. Thy will be done. Your kingdom come. And Lord, we pray that you would receive all of the glory, praise, and honor to your name. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. Over here. Anywhere over there. He sent a new one. Huh? No, he sent a new one regarding the uh, prayer service tonight. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and turn in your Bibles tonight to a passage that I asked God and I told God that I was going to be one of the number. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Jesus saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? So we see in that verse, God expects his people to not only pray, but to cry day and night unto him. That goes along with this 
passage and with pray without ceasing, pray always, continue instant in prayer. And shall not God avenge his own elect? The word avenge means to come back, I mean to come through for, to deliver, to deal with the persecutors, to block them, to stop them. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. And this is what I signed up for. I hope you have. Jesus said very sadly, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? My, my, my. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to preach in your hearing tonight a simple message titled Was There Anybody Praying in Uvalde? I'm using Uvalde as the city because I believe that it is the most tragic. All of the mass shootings have been tragic. All of them are tragic. All of them are hard and all of them are painful. But out of all of them, going way back to Columbine, going way back to Connecticut, which is a similar situation, to me, this is the worst. And in the news cycle, it is lasting the longest and rising above the rest. It normally does not go that way. The killing in Highland Park, I, I think the name is, a truly um, ritzy neighborhood where the rich and the well-to-do live. That happened um, quite a few weeks after this one, but this one. Uh, for some reason can care less about the news cycle and the people are still hurting down there as in other places. I could say Buffalo, I can say North Chicago and I include them. Was anybody praying in Highland? Highland Park or whatever the name is. Was anybody praying in Buffalo?
was anybody praying in Uvalde? And I'm talking about the people of God who know God and who are saved. The so-called Bible-believing churches. The so-called independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist churches. The so-called evangelical Baptist churches, the so-called Southern Baptist churches, the Bible churches. Was anybody praying in Uvalde? I mentioned in my prayer to the Lord, I'm sure you heard it, have you noticed it? The shocking fact, <clears throat> the shocking fact that in all of the news reports, even on Fox News, uh, hardly any churches are being interviewed, hardly any pastors are being interviewed. You know why? I believe the government and uh, even lost people have given up on the church. They don't have any respect for the pastors in the churches anymore like they used to because they have failed them time and time again. Pastor, preacher, so-called church leader, you're supposed to be a watchman on the wall. I assure you, the people who should have been praying were not praying in Uvalde. I guarantee you that nor in North Chicago in that rich neighborhood, nor in Buffalo. Not praying as they should. And some people are religious, but they're lost and they have no relationship to God through Jesus Christ whatsoever. So I doubt if your prayers are even heard. I don't know. That's God's business. But I do know you need to know Jesus Christ and you need to pray in his name. <clears throat> Do you think it's time to pray now? Huh? Uh, Mrs. Ruby Gooding, the grandmother of one of my daughters, as you know, I have many children. By the grace of God. And yes, by different women. And Mrs. Ruby Gooding, just like David and just like Abraham and them. Okay, so don't, 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 uh, don't act foolishly. Don't look crazy. But be that as it may, Mrs. Ruby Gooding, another woman who is religious, and I have had my concerns about her being saved, and I have witnessed to her, and I, I believe she got saved. I know her daughter got saved as well. But be that as it may, she said to me one day as she would call my name, Daniel, she said it is a praying time. It is a praying time. It stuck with me 
For years later, I wrote a book titled A Praying Time. If there ever was a time to pray, my dear friends, it, it is now. That time is now. Stop playing people who know God, who claim to know God, who say they're saved, and you need to start praying. Stop, stop with the lying, gung-ho, happy-talk, foolishness pastors and politicians and people. The American way, you know, we're the, we're the can-do people. But see, God is fixing all of that. God will let you know you can't do anything without me. Okay? He, he, you, you say, well, which do you kind of able to move and do this and do that? You just hang around. Stick around. That's God's grace allowing you to do whatever you're doing. And some of you are risking your lives for the almighty dollar. You're risking your lives. I've told all of my children, find something you can do at the house. whole bunch of jobs opening up because people are sick and dead. And they will hire you if you just show up. They, they've already made up their minds if you just fill out the application. There's not going to be much of an interview. Here's what they're going to say in the interview. You're hired. That's what they're going to say in the interview. So if, you, if you're able to just fill out the application in some places, they don't care if you fill out the application or not. They're not worried about a background check until later when you start stealing them blind, uh, from them blind, and, uh, uh, and then they may want to pour something on you. But you can go most places now and get a job. Just remember, while you're going out there for the almighty dollar to try to survive the plague and survive the plague of inflation, survive the plague of high prices, survive the plague of high gas and all of that just remember <clears throat> millions upon millions left those jobs for a reason I said millions in America and that is as un-American as uh, badminton even in Texas people are quitting jobs left and right and with gusto and with an attitude so don't be foolish and take somebody else's place when they left because they have seen so many people die so many people get sick and there are some people even in my family not in my immediate family but that I know of they have been mentally affected by the coronavirus and there are many people that you know in the, in, in the church and in your family the plague, the coronavirus plague, changed them. Their mentality is ugly now. Their psychology is ugly. Because it lingers. This is a plague that lingers, my friend. It messes with you. I met with an old friend the other day. And uh, the plague almost wiped him out. He said, he said it almost took him out of here. And uh, he's, a, he's a banker. You know, he's, so he didn't have any money problems. But 
he said, uh, I'm still suffering from it. He was at his place of work. And he said, I'm still suffering. And he looked like he was suffering from something. And by the way, Dr. Fauci is suffering. Like he's still suffering with the coronavirus. We hadn't seen him in a while. He went off the scene. You know why? Because the coronavirus took him back uh, into the woodshed and whipped him real good. And he looked like he'd been whipped as well. So he was not playing when he said, you know, I have the coronavirus. We haven't seen him in weeks. He showed up yesterday to announce with uh, an urgency. People, the coronavirus is still here with a vengeance. Get your masks back on inside, outside, and so forth. Was anybody praying in Uvalde? There's a reason why Jesus Christ gave this parable. Men ought always, always, always pray and not to faint. Then the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Something I challenge you to do at the end of every service. You want your mind to have peace? You want to keep your heart and mind stayed on Jesus? So that you can have that peace from heaven? Because see, the peace you get from alcohol and drugs uh, and uh, sex and uh, whatever else you do, that's not peace. That's a good temporary feeling which goes away. Okay? The pills you take to go to sleep. And do you know there are many of you who take pills to go to sleep? Melatonin. Governor Huckabee. I'm just shocked that Governor Huckabee's out there uh, out there trying to sell some sleeping pills. He's supposed to be a preacher. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? And do you know that, I guarantee you, you can take all the sleeping pills you want. And you better be careful about taking uh, a whole lot of them. So I, I, I guess I'll take three tonight. You're going to be dead in the morning, too. I don't care if it has drug-free or not. It's doing something to your body. And let me tell you something. <clears throat> sleeping pills and stuff like that. Uh, and, and watch this. Let me help you. You men. And you know it's true. It's like taking Viagra or something like that. It's not the same as being natural, is it? So, listen to me. Whenever you got to take something to alter something, <laughs> you're altering stuff that should not be altered. And you, this little fake sleep you think you're getting, it's not contrary to the lies they tell you on television. It's not the same, man. It's not the same sleep. If you're taking pills to have sex, it's not the same. And it's almost like a rubber. 
Oh, preacher, how dare you say that in church? Well, you say it all the time. You got some bubbles. I don't have any. <clears throat> Anything you have to take externally or internally inside of you is not going to be what you were trying to get. No matter if you get a little bit of it, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. Someone said down in Haines City, Florida, things that are different are not the same. What? <laughs> things that are different are not the same. You want a peaceful night of rest and sleep? Stop going to bed angry with your spouse. God's not going to let you sleep like that. Stop going to bed mean as a junkyard dog. Talking about don't touch me. Leave me alone. First of all, if you want a good night, a rest and sleep, make sure you're saved. Because the flames of hell will pop in your mind while you're sleeping, wake you up, and you'll be up all night long. The devil will mess with you. He has free access to you because you refuse to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, if you're saved, pray. Do you hear me? This is very simple. I know, it sounds very simple. If you're going to pray always like God has commanded, if you're going to pray without ceasing as God has commanded, if you're going to pray in the manner that God told you to pray, continue instant in prayer. You know why I like Kate, who I believe should be queen? I, I know she's, she's not crazy about all that mess she has to go through and then have to deal with the children and deal with William. You know, you know why I like Queen Kate? Because she, she uh, continues instant with that smile. It comes easily. That's what God is saying to you as a Christian. Continue instant in prayer. Your prayer life ought to come easy to you. And you ought to be able to pray at a drop of a hat. Bam! Like she can smile at a drop of a hat. And, and it's real. You can tell she's, it's real and she's got some, some, some cheerfulness behind it. Okay, it's not fake and phony, like Diana. Crazy Diana. I never liked Crazy Diana. She was just a uh, a piece of work. And I do believe that the the royal families, powers that be that rule over them, had her killed. That's what I believe, and that's what they're afraid that little Prince uh, Harry is going to tell the world in, in one of his books after the Queen is dead. And I told the Queen, you better make sure he doesn't say that because that's going to be a problem. A whole problem. And evidently, he's not coming clean because the Queen is upset with him now. I do believe it. But he should, he should not say that. 
Now, it wasn't because she, she was uh, whoring around with a black man, or it, it was about him, about her whoring around with a Muslim. That cannot be. It wasn't the black issue. It was the Muslim issue because the queen is the head of the church. And somebody said, we can't have this. She out naked on a boat. Uh-uh. No, we got to take care of this real quick. She done lost her mind. And got, got the prince and the, and the two princes out there with him, a Muslim. Oh, no. No. Somebody got to die. That's what I believe happened. I don't care if you like it or not. I've been, I've been thinking, I believe in that for the past 20 years, however long she's been dead. And it did not have to happen because sometimes in marriage and in life, and particularly when you pray, and you're supposed to be a Christian and you pray, you just suck it up and you do it. Huh? The husband and wife thing? Yeah, that's right. You just suck it up, you, you pray and ask God to help you, and you suck it up and you do it. There's some things in life you just have to do. Like Jesus had to die for our sins. You think he wanted to do that? Really? Okay, he had a problem with it in the Garden of Gethsemane. He asked for this cup to be taken away. He was not excited about it. But sometimes in life you just got to suck it up like Jesus and go and do what needs to be done for the benefit of others. I know I'm right about it. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men are always to pray and not to faint. Jesus didn't run. We should not run. Stay and pray. Was anybody praying in Uvalde? First of all, you're dealing with a man demon-possessed, crazy, and who did not have good sense. He almost killed himself in the car. Somebody went over there to try to help him. The back door was left open. Was somebody praying in Uvalde? He pranced into the thing like I've never seen a demon prance into anywhere. I just pranced on there, swinging the gun like he's uh, some kind of a cowboy looking for people to shoot. Was somebody praying in Uvalde? Where were the preachers at, by the way? We saw the police officers. Where were, where, where were the preachers? Where was the man of God in Uvalde? To put a stop to it. Because see, um, let me help you. You can have all the guns in the world. But there's something that only God can stop through prayer. Did anybody pray? I didn't see anybody praying in that hallway. And I, 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 I don't call these men cowards like some of you all in some of these newspapers. I, I, don't, I don't call them cowards, man. Because I, mean, I, I know guys like there's no one, most of those men, if not all of them, were called to this. The problem is not the police officers. The problem are the preachers, the pastors of these churches who are sitting on their asses doing nothing, looking at sports and uh, going to play golf 
when they should be praying without ceasing, flying off to this country and that country like a celebrity, leaving behind your people in your city to suffer. With somebody praying in Uvalde. This could have been prevented if somebody was praying in Uvalde, if somebody was praying in Buffalo, if somebody was praying in Highland Park, Chicago. And this is not done if the people of God and God's men, I said God's men, I didn't say God's women, let me tell you something. Just like in real warfare, listen to me very well. Don't get mad at me. We, got, we have too many women, so-called, in the ministry and, and, and head of ministries, appointed by dumb men who don't understand. They're the weaker vessel. In times like these, we need men praying. Red, yellow, black, and white men. You understand me? And if we don't get this thing turned around and get some men, we need women praying too. But understand me, this, this little old trick that some pastors and some bishops have played, uh, talking about the women, they can be, you know, we can put them over the prayer ministry. No, you can't, man. You can't put your wife over the prayer ministry. I don't care if you like it or not. That's why your family is jacked up and out of order. Because you somehow got from the old heads, to, you know, you know, we put the women over the prayer ministry, you know, the missionary league and this, that, and the other. They wear white and white gloves and they pray. They don't pray. Most of them don't pray. They don't pray for themselves. The next group that's worse than pastors, as far as prayer is concerned, uh, is women folk. That's the next group. Don't tell me. I know. See. What's wrong in most homes is that fathers leave the prayer and devotion and all that to the to the wife and children. She's not gonna do that. You know why? Because buddy, praying is where the real spiritual warfare is. You go ahead. You don't believe me? Try praying. Look at me real good. You don't believe me? Try praying like you're supposed to pray. Oftentimes, when you just start up praying again like you're supposed to, things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. See, you don't know that. See, people who pray, they know that. <laughs> you don't know that, do you? Do you? Because you don't pray. You don't understand. No, why? The devil? Because he wants that stop. The devil might be sitting on the couch drinking a beer, but he, when you start praying to God in the name of Jesus, he's getting up. He's getting up. He got to stop you. Uh-uh. He got to stop you from doing that. He doesn't mind you going to church. He does not mind you uh, singing in the choir. He does not mind you doing the Baptist hook. Bam! All that's fine and dandy. You can even say praise the Lord. But when you get down to praying, like you're supposed to, praying without ceasing, like Jesus is saying here, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. By the way, he didn't say women. Yes, it includes women. But we need men praying. Real men. And not homosexuals. 
and women and effeminate and so forth leading in prayer. We need men to lead in prayer because you're leading into warfare. Was somebody praying in your all day? I doubt it, very seriously. As they should, I doubt it. Thank God for the faithful few. Uh, don't call me, don't email me. I know just one or two of y'all were praying. Somebody praying so that the, the police officers would have done something differently. And don't tell them that pastors pray and men pray as they should. Now, oh, they, love the, they love to talk and have conferences and have symposiums. And they like to sit up there with the yellow socks on and cross their legs and, uh, and, and pontificate and talk about stuff and talk about racism and talk about other stuff and this, that, and other with no intention on doing anything and never have prayed about it. See, if you have never prayed about it, don't come together for some meeting. You're just showing off. Are you praying about it? Behind the scenes? I'm not talking about in the pulpit. The reason why I pray in the pulpit is because I pray in the closet. And I know the power of prayer in the closet, so I know there's going to be something powerful in the pulpit. See? We're not talking about that. We're talking about do you pray without ceasing? Do you pray like Jesus Christ is saying regarding this parable? Praying always. Men are always to pray and not to faint. Was somebody praying always in Uvalde? Was somebody praying always in Highland Park, Chicago? Was somebody praying always in Buffalo of all places? I still can't get that out of my head. Buffalo? What? The Buffalo Bills? The great losers of the 70s? Very nice people up there to go through that. <clears throat> Buffalo, of all places, out in western New York, almost out in the country. And what's sad and sadder still, you know what, since all of these tragedies, people are still not going back to prayer. And when you go back to prayer, humble yourself, pray, seek God's face, turn from your wicked ways, repent, and get back to Jesus, your first love. In a very real sense. From this day forward, I challenge every pastor to encircle their community. If you don't want this to happen in your community, because see, this is the kind of thing that never will be forgotten. Never, 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 never. Some people are going to move from that city. Some have already left because they believe the devil dwells there because nobody is praying there. Don't call me and email me from Uvalde or, anybody, or Buffalo <coughs> or Chicago and tell me you were praying. I don't want to, don't bother me with that. I'm talking to you pastors. I'm not talking to the people. Y'all can call me, email me. I'm talking to you pastors. You need to encircle your city in prayer. If you are saved, if you're born again, every morning you get on a conference call, you get on a Zoom, 
you meet in the field somewhere and get on your fat knees and pray for your city. Then you go to Stony Brook Elementary School and you walk around it and pray. Oh yeah, they, they don't mind you praying now in schools. They were praying that day in Uvalde. Everybody was praying. Except for that police officer who, for some reason, went to wash his hands with some kind of uh, hand wash. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking about. But the teacher who called the nine one one, she said, "Oh God, God help us," and all that kind of thing. Well, yeah. They all they're supposed to be anti-God and anti-Jesus. Don't want anybody to pray. Oh, yeah, that'll help you to pray right there. But it may be too late. And you know who who's hurting the most? The children who saw other people get killed and who played dead. They'll never be the same. Do you hear me? They will never be the same for the rest of their lives. One mother said that. <clears throat> so here's your assignment, pastors. Because if you don't do it, husbands, men, so-called courageous men in the evangelical circles, Another weak movie about something close to nothing that is not re is not reality, designed to make men submit to their wives and and become pansies. That that is supposed to make you a man. No man, uh -uh. we don't need those kind of men anymore. Men of courage is what you call it. Following the sweet evangelical line. That the man is supposed to, only only time a, a, a man can be a man, a real man, is when he becomes a pansy towards his wife and let his wife have her way and do whatever she wants to do. You go on, wifey, with your four girlfriends to the Bahamas to have sex with a Bahamian devil. Well, I'll take care of the children. Now, see, he's supposed to be a sweet, wonderful, evangelical Christian man right there. To me, he's a very dumb man. You got other jobs to do than taking care of the children. And your wife needs to take care of your children and, and help you with that. And you need to be the head over her and your children. And you be the disciplinarian. And uh, you make sure things go right. You, uh, you're not a, a babysitter. You got other things you need to do. Well, you know, my wife works. Why is she working? Who told you to let her do that? Uh, I, I guarantee you over half of the women, if not more, if you are doing that, you're letting your wife do that, she has a husband on the job too. She has you as a husband. And, uh, and, and these some of these women, Amazon women today, uh, they can handle you and another husband. You need to bring your wife home from the church.
and from I don't care if you like it or not you modern sweet evangelical devils bring your wife home from the church down there with the pastor all day doing nothing but serving him coffee and other things and uh, also uh, bring your wife home from the job and you know why because she has a job her job is to take care of you sir and to take care of your children for you and with you okay and both of you need to be praying like Jesus has stated here men are always to pray and not to faint uh, not only is the question, was there anybody praying in Uvalde, or Highland Park, Chicago, or Buffalo? Is there, is there anybody praying for America? God still answers prayer. We talk about Ukraine and we send money to Ukraine, but have you prayed for Ukraine? Have you prayed for Russia? When was the last time you prayed for Israel? They're in the news every day at the top of the heap. A little old country. Smaller than a, a United States state. In the news. How can that be? They're the chosen people of God. They're in the news in the headlines every day. And they've been in the news in the headlines every day for many, many years. Do you pray for them like God told you to? We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Hmm? We pray for them every day. I don't have any problems with the Jews. I love the Jews. I thank God for the Jews. God has blessed me because of the Jews. My Savior is a Jew. And yours is too. Huh? Okay, see, the problem is a prayer power. Uh, a prayer problem. The problem is a prayer problem. Someone said, little prayer, little power. Medium-sized prayer, medium-sized power. Big prayer, big power. And in this passage, Jesus encourages us that men ought, ought always to pray. The word ought allows for the free action of your will. You ought to pray, but you don't have to. Okay, but you're going to get what you do. I'm a living witness that if you pray to God, God will tell you about the evil other people are trying to do to you, and you won't even have to sweat it. That God will intervene from all of the other prayers you prayed, that he heard, that you prayed up to, and deliver you from a situation that you did not even think was going to happen that quickly even though you knew about it. Do you follow me? Prayer is a many splendid thing. Oh yes, my beloved. 
See, God, God remembers the prayers you prayed 10 years ago. God remembers the prayers you prayed 15 years ago that he didn't have to answer right at that point or use. You prayed because you prayed up. And God will remember your prayers and answer your prayers when you need them the most. The desire, the good things that you desire, God can and will give them to you if you pray for them in time to come when you're ready and when he's ready. Men ought always, always means always, and that's all always means. In the Greek, always means, watch this now, hold on, don't miss it. Always means always in the Greek. There's no secret about this. There's a reason why God wants you to pray without ceasing, because the devil does not stop. He's meddling without ceasing. He's seeking to destroy your family without seeking. He's seeking to destroy your life and your testimony without seeking. He's raising up persecutors inside the family and outside of the family without ceasing. He's raising up Judases and Demases and Sanballats and Tobiases and uh, Jezebels without ceasing. He does not quit. See, Jesus knows how aggressive the devil is. He does not give up. That's why very few people stand to the end. Because he repeated this throughout the Holy Scriptures. Men are always to pray and not to faint. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Pray always. Praying always in Ephesians chapter 6. As a part of the spiritual warfare equipment. Pray without ceasing. Continue instant in prayer over and over and over again. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit tells us to pray. Not only pray, but pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Was well, somebody praying in Uvalde? In the church? The pastors? Without ceasing? I have the answer for you. The answer is no. Say, preacher, how do you know that? I know that because I've preached across this nation and around the world, and I've had multiple pastors to tell me after I would preach a message like this privately. You know how we do as preachers. We're going to Denny's. We're going to... Uh, some kind of Ryan's uh, all you can eat after the services and they will tell me sometimes a few told me with their wives most told me by themselves preacher that sermon you preached on the night was very convicting to me because that's my weakest area of prayer when I first heard it from a preacher I was shocked I don't understand how you can be a preacher and not pray, uh, really, without ceasing. I was shocked the first time. But I kept hearing it from California to Belgium uh, to Germany to Spain 
to Alaska, to Hawaii, to Georgia, and all over. New York. I kept hearing that from pastors. So that's why I know uh, pastors were not praying as they should without ceasing in Uvalde. And I have no fear of successful contradiction. This should not have happened. The same situation with Highland. Listen to me. We are so. Some of you people are so doggone woke. You won't, don't have the nerve or the courage in a sweet little town like that to stop a devil looking like a devil without the women's clothing on. Huh? Look like he just walked out of hell with a gun, climbing a ladder in a dress. Are you kidding me? Oh, you know, people are free in America. Do what they want. And, and look at what happened. Because, see, one of the things that prayer will do for you is give you discernment and stop foolishness. As I said the other day, people who have the gift of discernment from God, the FBI, the CIA, local police officers and stations, sheriff stations, ought to hire these people. And look at these devils and say, put them in jail. Just by the look out of the eye. But no, not in woke America. Some people ought to be stopped and asked some questions looking like they look. Because if they would cause themselves to look crazy like that, we got to find out why you're looking crazy before, you, before we have this mess on our hands that will never end. The people in Holland are shook. And they're still all sh shaken up. All shook up, rather. It's hard for them to get their head around it. Especially in that community. But in South Chicago, this happens every day. Nobody says anything. And where are the pastors? Where are the Baptist pastors, the Bible pastors, the charismatic pastors who have so much faith and so much money? Where are you? See, this is why I believe, at least in every town, the prominent pastor, he needs to understand that once he gets hired on at this particular church, he has a responsibility to the whole community to speak for God. And at this point in time, it's okay for every pastor. They ought to have their own little media center that they can take interviews from around the world and speak for God and pray openly and freely for the people when mess like this happens. But more importantly, to prevent it from happening in the first place. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word.
I thank you for the power that you have put in prayer and how that prayer does change things. It changes us more than anything. So as the Lord you have put in my mind uh, an old song to tell the people to do, have a little talk with Jesus. For Lord, we don't have to talk long to you for you to do stuff and to protect, protect and to prevent things. Many people, Lord, do not understand the power of prayer in prevention of things. So have mercy and grace upon those of us in the church. And please forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sin. The sin that Samuel said he would never commit. And that is for not praying for the people. Uh, Holy Father God, not only have we failed you and failed Jesus and failed the community, the country, and the world in multiple ways. We have failed you and we have failed our Savior and we have failed the people by not praying for them. Something Samuel said, he will not sin against you by not praying for the people. We have, as preachers across this nation, we have failed in that area. We have sinned against you and the people and we are responsible in the blood. The blood of the children in Uvalde, the blood of the black folks in Buffalo, the blood of all of the people in Highland Park, Jewish and white and others, their blood is on our hands. And we will give an account to you for not even praying for the people much less witnessing to them, much less living an example, a good example in front of them. God help us. In Jesus Christ's name I pray now that that soul that's near as hell would come to know your Savior and that backslidden saint uh, would uh, be recovered by you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now ladies and gentlemen, if you're here with us tonight on this Wednesday night and you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you never prayed a prayer in your life asking God to save your soul from hell as you believe in your heart of the Lord Jesus Christ as you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight could be your night, it's up to you. Jesus Christ said, for God so loved the world. Jesus Christ gave the most important words ever said in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, understand with me that you are a sinner.
The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We all have come short of his standard of holiness and righteousness. <clears throat> and understand that because of our sins, sins of lying, sins of stealing, sins of lust, sins of covetousness, wanting what other people have, sins of having sex outside of marriage, sins of homosexuality, sins of adultery, sins of incest, which sad to say is happening today, sins of pride and stubbornness and lying and dishonesty and witchcraft, sins of dishonoring and disobeying your parents, sins of dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. Have you ever committed any of these sins? I'm sure you have. You've broken God's Ten Commandments. The Pope has sinned against God. The Dalai Lama has sinned against God. Even Joel Osteen, as nice as he may be, has sinned against God. And yours truly has sinned against God. That makes all of us sinners. We're all in the same boat. That means that we cannot possibly be better than anybody else. Be you red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. The wages of sin is death, the Bible says. That means that you're going to die because of your sins. Everybody is going to die because of their sins. Not because of cancer. Not because of a car crash. Not because of cardiac arrest. But S-I-N, sin. Those things are just a means. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die with your beautiful body and this beautiful earth and from this beautiful earth that God because of your sins God will allow you to go to hell and to spend eternity there to pay for your sins that ought to make you understand how valuable what Jesus Christ did for you either you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. He paid your sin debt so that you could go free and be saved and go to heaven. But understand, sin is so bad that if you don't do that and accept that free gift, that you will have to pay for your sins for an eternity. That's forever and ever, the Bible says, in the flames of hell. And by the way, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves you. And he wants you to understand the consequences if you don't believe in him. He wants you to understand the consequences so that you would uh, make the choice to believe in him. To take advantage of what he has done for you. He died 
for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do, dear friend, is believe in him. So the bad news is hell. The good news is that you don't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven to be with God and Jesus Christ for the divine reset. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So pray and ask him to save you while you believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, went through hell, and went to hell for you, and rose from the dead by the power of God. That is a historical fact and a biblical fact repeated over and over again by different people. So dear friend, if you want to get saved tonight, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ told you and call on his name and ask him to save you as I lead you in what is called the sinner's prayer. We talk a lot about prayer tonight. Now it's time for you to pray. Pray and ask God to save your, your, your soul from hell as you believe in his son, Jesus Christ. Follow me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner based upon your word and based upon the conviction you have in my heart. I know that I have sinned against you grievously. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. From that awful place called hell, And Lord Jesus Christ, fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you pray that prayer with me and if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ told you to do, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, 
now so that you will grow in the faith and become the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And it will teach you and help you to grow in the faith. It will give you the next steps that you need to take to launch you into your new Christian life through Christ. Also, uh, if you have a prayer request, uh, send that in as well and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Also, uh, let us know that you got saved tonight so that we can rejoice with you and so that my daughter Danielle Elizabeth Breedlove White uh, will send you uh, or can send you some more uh, uh, materials to help you to learn more about God and learn more about Christ and help you to grow in the faith. Until next time my beloved Thank you for being with us on this magnificent Wednesday night. I knew God was going to do something special. And uh, as we all leave here, remember you have an assignment. In light of this message, was there somebody praying in Uvalde, Buffalo, Highland Park, Chicago, and other places? You have an assignment. You be that person to get serious about prayer. And I'm calling on all pastors and all men to lead the way. This is not a job for the women only. Contrary to what, how you have set it up. This is spiritual warfare. And it's not easy. It's rough. It's tough. And so I'm calling on all male pastors and all men. The wives and mothers can join in. Children can join in. But we need the men to pray. And take back the ministry of prayer from the women that you gave it to because you were scared. The devil scared you and spooked you. And so you gave it to your wife. You gave it to the pastor's wife or some old lady in the missionary club. Don't do that anymore. And reverse it. Otherwise we're going to keep on having the mess we have in our country. We have 365 days in a year. We almost have that in mass shooting. And not single murders. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about mass shootings. A 61-year-old man my age had to put a move on a young man. The young man didn't know where to hit him. He didn't want to do it. He said, thank God he's getting, uh, uh, he's, uh, getting released from jail. Man had a white beard like me. He was just trying to survive. And some young 
equivalent, a black man who never learned how to respect an older man. Did a move on him and he was gone in, in an instant. We need for men to pray to cut this foolishness out. And that's the most, listen to me, that's the most important thing you can do. I don't care. You may call it sissified all you want to, praying, huh? Yeah, that's the most important thing you can do in your life. It's the most powerful thing you can do in your life. We all have seen God, in answer to prayer, stop a gun that had 18 bullets left. We've all have seen it. We've seen the uh, news reports. We've heard about it. We all have seen a, 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 a hurricane and a tornado tab the house to pieces but the cross and the Bible be standing. Okay? You better pray. So, until next time, my beloved, as I always say, pray without ceasing. And you pray for me to have enough strength to get up early in the morning. And we'll have another service at 10 o'clock. It's going to be another prayer service. The standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service. Very important service. And a service very much used around the world. So God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done. We praise you, Lord, and thank you for what you are doing. We pray that the people would take this message and uh, obey it. We pray that pastors would rise up and become prayer warriors. And that the other men in the church would do likewise and cover their city in prayer. For your glory, praise, and honor. For the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, and for the protection of the children. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.